Whatever your situation is currently is not your forever situation. That's really what real business owners is, man. Like, we don't care where you come from, yeah. where are you going? Our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose. You want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be successful, don't give up. You learn, adjust, and continue to move forward. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Podcast. This is episode 87 with Trevor Cowley and Kel Goodman, as usual. What's up? Um, guys, today we want to talk about uh, a topic that I think will benefit you for many, 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 many years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that's going to take a little bit of time to build, but it's something that I think every business should be focused on at this point, um, and that's personal branding, right? Building a brand for yourself as an individual behind the business, right? right? You know, a lot of people want to build brands, and, and and when they say that, they're talking about building their company into a brand. Unfortunately, you know, in this day and age, people want to do business with people that they know, like, and trust, right? Rather than just a corporation or a business, right? So if you know somebody in the car industry, you probably go to them to buy a car. You don't care where they work. You just trust that individual, you know, a real estate agent, if it's a friend or family member that you know, like, and trust, you choose that individual. So again, outside of friends and family that know who you are, you need to make sure that other people that aren't in your immediate ecosystem also know who you are so that you can become an authority in your industry, Mm -hmm. right? And how you do that is through content, through information, bringing value to their lives, um, and and standing out too. And, and, yes, standing out, and and I think you can stand out by building a personal brand. That's yeah. part of it, right? Uh, you you know you think of Tesla, you think of Elon Musk, or right. Amazon, you think of Jeff Bezos. Nowadays, companies are tied to an individual more so than just hide individuals hiding behind a brand or a logo, right? And, and trying to operate the business. I bet you there's many just Elon uh, fans. They didn't care what type of car he built. They're a fan of him. They know they, they feel like they know him, like him, and trust him. And they support him. So by default, they buy Tesla mm. or whatever it may be. And so this I bought a Tesla and it's I don't even like it. It's ugly. It's it's a badass car though on the inside. Yeah. The inside's nice. You know? I haven't got it yet, but when I when I f- I didn't even know they could drive themselves like a hundred percent like that. So once I knew that, I was like, dude, I could work while my car takes me to Salt Lake City. You like, already do that done. anyways, and it's far more yeah, dangerous. Yeah, no, it's way more yeah, dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So, so I least... told my wife, I'm like, straight up for safety. Yeah. And for and work. production, yeah. like I'm buying that Tesla. Yeah. And she's like, do it. I'm like, it's okay. gonna be my chauffeur <laughs> while I'm getting shit done. When I showed know? her one I got, she's like, You got that? What is it? Yeah. It's the best tax write-off. Yeah, it's ugly as yeah. shit. It was expensive. So I was like, what's, what's the most expensive one I can buy? That's yeah. a write-off. Let's yeah. get it. But like, look how ugly Elon Musk's uh, cyber truck is, but people fucking love it. People dude. love it's it. It's so different, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So he's not only built his own personal brand, but he continues to like build Innovate. things that stand out yeah. and different. And, uh, and it, it, it works for him. Yeah. I, I even picture like an old school car salesman, right? Like they've been doing this for years, right? People could go down and buy from Honda and yeah. and the big Ford dealerships, but there was always that guy crushing it in the area with the used cars. He had the billboards, you know, maybe the Texas Longhorn yeah. uh, out on the front of his old Cadillac and shit. Like he'd wear the, the ones, flashy shit. Yeah. Like that guy was building his personal brand. Yeah. Everyone in the community got to know him and they would come buy cars from him, right? Yeah. And like 
it's been going on for a long, long time. People just aren't willing to put themselves out there and overcome their insecurities in mm-hmm. order to build their personal brand. Yeah. Well, look at, uh, for instance, that Billy Jean. Yeah. His his is he's Bill, a master Billie at Billy Jean is marketing. Yeah. Right. And so he tied his business, what he does, and his personal name together. And then you've got uh, the clever investor, mm-hmm. right? He created this alter ego, right? Clever investor, which is Cody Sperbert. But again, everybody knows that the clever investor is him. Yeah. Everybody knows Billy Jean is marketing is Billy Jean. Everybody right. knows Tesla is Elon, right? And so I was getting interviewed yesterday and somebody said, what's the best thing a real estate agent can do to help, you know, grow their business? Mm -hmm. And I said, grow their personal brand. You know, if somebody's spending $5,000 a month in marketing for their business to try to grow their business, that's $60,000 a year. Now imagine spending that same 60 grand building your personal brand uh, and getting followers, getting people to, again, know you, like you, and trust you. So they've already kind of made a decision prior to even reaching out that they want to do business with you. Right. It's the least path of resistance for them. You're top of mind because your content's in front of them all the time. And we can use real business owners as an example. We own several different businesses. You guys already know we own Easier Accounting. So if you think of Easier Accounting, you probably think of Trevor and Kel Mm -hmm. because we've built a personal brand called Real Business Owners, right? And so that brand by itself has been a huge, huge benefit to Easier Accounting. We have people reaching out to us on a daily uh, to say, hey, I need to set up an entity, or hey, I'm sick of my accountant, I need a new bookkeeper, or hey, do you guys do this? Can I get some tax planning done? And so at one point, we were spending about $15,000 a month at our peak in marketing for easier accounting. And we were spending money, for instance, we were paying influencers to talk about us on stage. Mm-hmm. At one point, uh, a couple of years ago, we paid Stuman at the Million Dollar Mastermind. Uh, that 10 grand to talk about easier accounting on stage. And that's really where it hit me in the audience is just like, we need to really just double down on our own brand. And why, why, why pay influencers to talk about your business when you could spend that exact same money building your own personal brand and you can influence people to work with you Mm -hmm. rather than always having to pay somebody else just to talk about your business. And so that's what we decided to do um, is we started to take the money that we would have normally spent on advertising and spent to grow a following and build a following on social media so that we could become our own influence or or own influencers, right? Uh, I think it is um, still a good strategy to get Mm -hmm. other influencers Mm -hmm. to talk about you as well because it's it's one thing for to to hear oh trevor's the best at this but to hear someone else say oh dude trevor's the best at this yeah there's a lot of power in that still right but now because we've taken that approach of like hey putting our focus and our attention into like building up uh, real business owners and giving value. Stuman continues to hear that we're bringing value to people in his audience. People go back to Stuman and say, dude, I hired him. They did a great job. Now he talks about us for free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like exactly. we paid to become part yeah. of his ecosystem. Yeah. Right. And it's all, and it's honestly been a good strategy in helping build our personal brand as well. Yeah, exactly. uh, but now it's like, we're just a part of his network, right? Yeah. And he's a part of ours, and we talk highly of each other. Yeah. And so, you know, it kind of comes full circle a little bit. It's still a good strategy to go out as a part of building your personal brand to work with other influencers and become a part and bring value to their to their ecosystem as well. But how or their how, network? 
But how much uh, easier is it to get an influencer to talk about you or your yeah. business if you are also have some sort of influence? Right. And so in some cases, maybe you do have to pay to kind of buy in. your way right. in, right, so to speak, and have people talk about you, get some some mm-hmm. some attention on you. But you should also be focused on building that attention yourself, right. even outside of other individuals, right? 100%. Um, you know, we didn't know what we were doing going into it, but we figured it out. You figure it out. We, you know, you can go back to, I think it's episode three, where we talked about the strategies that we're using uh, in order to grow real business owners. And it's completely, it's like 25 or 30 minutes. It's laid out yeah. step by step on everything that we do in order to build our personal brand. So we're giving the game to you guys really for free at zero cost, right? Yeah. You guys are just listening in and we're trying to bring value to your life so that at one point when you get frustrated with your accountant or your CPA or you need an accountant or CPA, who's going to be top of mind? Right. We're going to be top of mind. Yeah. You're going to want to be in our ecosystem and do business with us because you know us, like us, and trust us. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. And so we now don't spend $15,000 a month. We have zero marketing budget at this point for easier accounting because we still onboard just as many clients as we ever have Mm -hmm. um, through the podcast and through social media, right? And so, yes, in the beginning, you're spending money and you're not going to see that big of a return. But the idea is this is a long-term play. You know, imagine in three, four, five years, you can keep spending that five grand a month and in five years, you've spent sixty grand per year. You've just spent, what is that, $300,000 in advertising expense mm-hmm. because you're always chasing that immediate customer rather than trying to chase a follow, right? right? Getting a follow means you're getting eyeballs for many, many years. Yep. You might not do business with that individual in the first six months or the first year, but maybe on year two, they need your services and they ultimately reach out to you based upon the fact that you've brought value to them, right? And so it's super, super important because let's say you spent 60 grand a year for the first even two years, that's 120 grand. What if you now have 100,000 followers in your local area if you're a real estate agent, right? Mm-hmm. And your area is only three or 400,000 yeah. uh, population. You now have 25% of the market following you, right? And at that point, you now have the eyeballs to just remarket to them through your content mm-hmm. and giving them value. And then now you're pulling business at zero cost. You could shut off your marketing expense if you want. But if you're always paying for a new client, you're always going to have to pay for a new client. You know, eventually some maybe referrals and things like that will kick in in five years, 10 years when you have a large enough client base, right? Or customer base to where you can start asking for referrals. But the eyeballs on your business, you could do that same thing. Hey, send me a referral and I'll send you a $100 gift card. You could do that to your audience if you really wanted to and have an incentivized referral program with them and help line their pockets with money just by saying, hey, you guys should work with easier accounting or you should work with this real estate agent or this insurance broker or this mortgage guy. Um, And if you guys are not focused on personal branding, what I want you to really focus on right now is the individuals that you value or the individuals that bring value into your life, do they have a personal brand? Does Andy Fursell have a personal brand? Without a doubt. Absolutely. What Does Ed Milet? Without a doubt. Does Tony Robbins? Without a doubt. 
you know, anybody anymore in this day and age, they're going to have to have a personal brand that puts them on a pedestal mm-hmm. that allows them to ultimately attract clients or customers. And if you're not doing that in 2021, you're being very short-sighted, right? You're short-sighting your business because you're just thinking about today. When we when we went into this personal branding thing with real business owners, we talked about three to five years. Let's not necessarily look at it uh, and try to evaluate whether it's really benefiting mm-hmm. us or our business in the first six months or the first 12 months. Just like in business, you're not going to go into business in the first six or 12 months, say, this business isn't working, I'm done. It takes time to grow a business just as it will take time to grow a personal brand. You've got to understand those are very similar uh, concepts. A personal brand is almost like a business, and it's going to take time to get the attention. It's going to take time to get attention on your business. It's going to take three to five years to get your name out there where people kind of know what you're doing and you've survive the startup phase because even when we started easier accounting you know people thought it was a joke right they probably didn't take it too serious and then you know they're watching from afar seeing if we slip and fall or if we just don't make it and then now five six years into the company you know we now have a lot of people that we know personally in our local area reaching out, hey, love your guys' content. Mm-hmm. I'd love to link up with you. Hey, I want you guys to do my tax returns. And so it's taken a while for them to ultimately realize that this business is something that we take very, very seriously and ultimately get to the point where they trust us to start doing business with us. And it takes time to build that trust, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I would say that... Uh that putting some focus here first, and obviously we took a long, a long route to this. You know, we yeah. were always hustlers, grinders, making sales, building companies, and we've done multiple things, and we've, we've, you know, succeeded and we failed, and we've done all the stuff. But putting some focus on building your personal brand and putting content out there uh, is really, in in hindsight, like a shortcut to building your network, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, let's be real, we've built our company off networking. Yep, um, and when we started building real business owners, it's given us a lot more power to continue to expand on our network. Yep. And at the end of the day, man, like people want to work for us. Yeah. People that work for you are a part of your network. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to do web development for us mm-hmm. that are a part of our network, like because of our brand, right? Yep. People want to be around you. The right people want to be around you and you've expanded your network and then people want to do business with you. They want to hire you. Uh, so it's really kind of a shortcut, but you do, I, I agree, man, you got to have going into it, thick skin. Mm. You are going to get hate. Oh, yeah. You've got to have, you know, some willingness yep. uh, to just get through it and, and uh, put it out anyway, even if you're not hundred percent confident in that video or yeah. that, uh, that blog that you wrote or the email that you're getting ready to send out to your following, like, you know, and you're going to figure out as you go, like all the different ways that you can continue to add buckets to your people. Like some people are going to want to read long content from you. Some people are going to want to watch longer videos or short videos or short content. They're going to want to be on your email list, but they're going to open that email because it's from you and they follow you and mm-hmm. they found you on whatever it is, social platform that, yeah. you, that you've put your focus. Um, but some of those people are going to want to come work for you. And some of those people are going to want to buy your product or, or buy your service. And in all reality, man, that's really the power of it is it really is creating a shortcut to building your network. It just makes you look uh, it makes you look really good when you have a following. We can now start reaching out to people that maybe were untouchable mm-hmm. before or wouldn't give us the time of day and we could reach out to them from a real business owner's account 
and then when they read the message and they check us out, they say, okay, these guys are the real deal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it brings um, value to them. But let's say, for instance, we were the real deal prior to having that account, and we messaged them from our personal accounts or whatever it is, it just looks like another person with a 1,000 or 2,000 followers, and they get a million messages like that on a day-to-day basis that want to collab or do business with sure. each other. Or, hey, can I pick your brain or you know all the, the things that people say in direct messages. But we're now able to start getting in contact with people that we can do bigger and bigger business with because we've proved that we can bring value to a lot of people because a lot of people are choosing to follow our content. And they're going to say, well, I want to do business with these guys because maybe that they, maybe they can get some attention on my business as well. Right. People reach out to us all the time to try to be on our podcast now. When, you know, a year ago, it, you know, we nobody was really Like, who can we get it. on yeah. our podcast next? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now exactly. it's like, who, who should we pick to be now on I'm our podcast Now I'm ignoring, you know, tons yeah. of emails of, hey, so-and-so, I you know, company uh, wants to be on your podcast. He's built this or done this yeah. or whatever, right? And I look at him, and one of the first things that I do, I look at their social media. Yeah. And I see how good they've done with their personal branding. Right. Like, that's one thing that we're starting to take pretty seriously this year is – we want people on the podcast that are taking that seriously as well, because if we're going to give them your guys' attention, they better give us their people's attention. And that's what you're doing is you're trading attention yeah. at that point and growing each other's fo- uh, following, right? Yeah. Or audience, so to speak. And now that we have that th- this platform to do it, we can reach out to people and get high, bigger power names on our podcast they're going to want us on their podcast. And if we didn't have that type of a following or social proof, so mm-hmm. to speak, then it would have been much more difficult to make some of those things happen. Yeah. We're able to close deals with different lead sources and referral partners based upon the audience and attention that we have. Love what you guys are doing. I want to do business with you guys. Mm-hmm. But if we never would have had that out there, they could have their own preconceived notion. It was like, oh, these guys probably, you know, yeah, they run businesses, but they're not they're not doing big business or whatever. Again, people have their bias and they project their bias on other people. But yeah. the, the audience is the audience that's giving us social proof. And so if you guys don't have social proof, it's going to be much more difficult to earn business because right when you start trying to uh, do business with each other, let's say, for instance, I'm trying to do business with you. And I have 300 followers. I just have a normal account, whatever, 500 or 1,000 followers on Instagram. It just looks like a regular person. So what now has to happen at the very beginning of that conversation, they need to determine whether they know you, like you, and trust you. Yeah. So what do they do? They, they sit down through your presentation, and they're like, okay, that all sounds good. Now they're going to want to do a bunch of research about you, and they're mm-hmm. going to shop it around a little bit more and, and talk to two, three, four of your competitors to try to make a decision on which individual that they want to work with. Yeah. Okay, so if you don't have to do the whole know you, like you, and trust you because you already have a, a personal brand and you're already delivering to them, You've already passed that that point where it's just a matter of let's just have a conversation. I'll give you the details, and at that point, they'll probably just move forward without really shopping it completely mm-hmm. because they've already chosen you prior to even reaching out. Yep. Right. They already know that they want to do business with you based upon your personal brand. Yep. But if 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 five people are getting quoted 
and one individual has a personal brand that's large and the other four don't, I would say that one with a large audience and a good personal brand has a much higher probability of success of landing that customer. Yeah. That's just the truth because people want to be around high power players. There's something magical about it. We surround ourselves with high power players. Now people want to surround themselves with us because we're high power players, right? And so you want people to be in your ecosystem or even want to be in your ecosystem. We get messages all the time. Oh, I know one day I'm going to do business with you guys. Yeah. People just want to now do business with us. Yeah, right? it is. It's powerful. It, and, and, and people are, man. They're going to go and they're going to Google you. Um, and if they see... You know, hey, I got this guy hitting me up, and I got this guy hitting me up. As far as the you know the service I'm looking for, they Google both names. They see one guy. Oh man, he's been mentioned in Forbes. Oh, he's written a book. He's an author. Oh, yeah. he's been on this talk show. Oh, he's got a podcast. Oh, he's got a big social media following. And then this guy over here, like, he's a great hustler, but That's all I don't know anything about him. I can yeah. learn all this stuff about this guy over yeah. here, and I like this guy over here. So obviously, I'm going to go with this guy over here. Mm -hmm. Burton talks about that. Like, guy literally still knocks doors even though he's part owner of his company. Is it roofing? It's a roofing company, roofing right? Roofing company, In yeah. his roofing company. But the guy's out still crushing it, making seven figures a year, just knocking doors, let alone he's the owner of his company. And he talked about how when he would knock on doors and people would get to know him and then they'd go Google him and then they'd find out he's been a part of all these books and these fitness shows and he's a model and all these things, right? They're like, damn, I want to give that guy my business. Trust me, you guys. People get their door knocked on to buy roofs in Texas uh, on the, the daily. Yeah. So when this guy comes and knocks on their door and they do a little bit of research and they're doing a little research on the other people who have knocked on their door, they're choosing Burton nine out of 10 times because that guy has something. He has a personal brand when they go look him up. Mm. And so the dude's literally getting more callbacks and getting more follow-up deals than anybody else in that game because of his personal brand. Mm. You know, and so that's just a prime example. But it doesn't have to be just a podcast. It doesn't have to be your personal brand website or just your social media. You want to be setting yourself up in all these areas, right? Mm. Like, you know, write your book, put it out there. Um, you know, go go pay to get some PR with some companies. Like, be consistent with it. Mm. Launch a podcast. You know, like do all of it, not just one thing. Right? Um, even locally, man. Like, still, people to this day get business because of billboards. They just keep seeing their face all yeah, over. It's, yeah, it's just one piece of building your personal brand. And so, I feel like there's a lot of buckets where you could get started. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be just one or the other. You know, like a lot of people are like, oh man, it's all about the email campaign. I got to build my list. Well, no one's going to open your damn email if they don't know who you are. Mm. You know, if, if um, Jay's sending you an email and I'm sending you an email and, and Jay doesn't have a podcast over here, but I've got a podcast and you've actually heard some of my episodes or you've seen my, my stuff on social media or whatever, you're going to you're going to be like, oh, I want to open this email, see what they have to say. Without a doubt. I mean, the first thing I do when anybody asks to be on the podcast, I Google them. I copy yeah, and paste the name in the email and I Google them and I see what, what PR or press is right. out there on them. And if I see that they have a LinkedIn profile, mm -hmm. you know, that's like one of the ones that come up most often is, yeah. oh, they have a LinkedIn and I click on it. Cool. And I can got, read your bio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that That's about it. But yeah you look like everybody else based yeah. upon your bio and your profile pic. You just look like another LinkedIn business guy, yeah. right? You don't have anything outside of that. And a lot of the times when I have companies reaching out to us that actually um, like people hire to get, they hire companies to get them on podcasts so they don't have to sit there and email every single yeah. podcast them, them, themselves. 
because they are trying to build their brand and they're sure. trying to use other people's attention in order to build that yeah. brand, right? Smart. Which 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 is a smart thing to do. Yeah. But the first thing I do is I look that individual up and Google them. Now, in some cases, the resume that they send over looks very impressive. They've done this, this, and sold this many companies and this, that, the other. Yeah. Um, but what value does that bring Today. Each other, yeah. It can't today. just be one way street, yeah. right? Like, it's gotta be like how, how we're are you not gonna, building yeah. a following just to help you grow yours, right? right? Like we're building a following one to add value to people's lives, and we know how powerful personal branding is in terms of our companies. And so, if you're not going to bring us any value, uh, then we're probably going to pass, right? Uh, but if you have 50,000 followers or 100,000 followers, I'm like, okay, well, if we get this person on the podcast and they post a few clips about the podcast, then we're pulling attention from their ecosystem over to our ecosystem yeah. and vice versa. We're bringing value to each other. And it also just shows that you're willing to do more than the average person, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. that that's respectable amongst people that actually uh, are, are truly like, hustlers and yeah. like and have some they've built something right like uh well I how mean, many people in like the arate group that have built something that are that are making really good money reach out to us and say i fucking love your guys's content yeah like you guys your guys's content is fire right mm -hmm. and so we're now even attracting these high power players that have accomplished a lot in their life but maybe they just don't have a following right. like we have a following and it's even impressive to the individuals that have accomplished a lot yeah and so when i google somebody and there is a lot of information about that individual i'm like okay well this individual might be a a, a good fit for the podcast because they've accomplished a lot and they're also spending time and money on their personal brand they're taking that seriously if they're not taking that serious, to me, it's like, are you really a forward thinker? Mm -hmm. Yes, you've accomplished a lot in the past, but what are you doing right now? Yeah, You're now just relying on other people and their personal brands to try to grow yours, which is great. But if you grow yours, just as I barely said, you're more likely to be able to work with people of influence and kind of coexist and share attention, mm -hmm. swap that attention, right? And so... Um, that's one of our goals this year is to travel a little bit more, be on more people's podcasts, as well as get more people that have uh, a larger following on our podcasts so that we can help kind of grow, uh, grow the community, right? Grow the page, grow the, grow the podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, at this point, we really, we've mainly just been focused on our personal brand um, rather than going out and piggybacking off of other people's personal brands, right? Yeah. And now that we have a good personal brand, we are in that situation where we could reach out to people and say, hey, we'll bring you on our podcast. It's the top 3% business podcast in the world. So we know we can bring value to you, and then we can hop on your podcast, and so we can kind of swap attention right. in, in yeah. that case. And that individual doesn't even have to be one hundred percent equal. I mean, yeah, it doesn't. Some, somebody might have three hundred thousand followers, and they're a little bit higher up, but they're like, you know, dude, yeah, you still have a hundred. Like, you know, what I mean, it doesn't have to be one hundred percent equal, but it's yeah. got to be enough to where it's still value back to them. Yeah, like, of course. You don't bring value to them if you've only got a couple thousand people that yeah. are mainly your friends and family and yeah. people just around your community, you know? Yeah. So um, I, I would I would say it would probably be cool to give some ideas on things people could do to just get started, okay. right? So um, again, the goal is over the next three to five years because I honestly yeah. think within five it's, years... you got you to be in it for the long game. Yes, I think in five years... I don't think brands like company brands 
are going to be as valuable as individual brands and being able to, again, influence people. Brand A brand can't influence people as much as an individual, I think, anymore. Again, back in the day, I think that they could. I think it's just now people want to have some sort of human connection, right? right? Not a logo connection, right? Yeah. Um, Nike's grandfathered into that, right? Yeah. Coca-Cola's grandfathered into that. Yeah, it depends that. on your niche, it, too. It's, it's you they, they already have enough attention. Everybody knows who they are. That's a real brand, right? right. But in this day and age, do I think you know there's going to be a Nike that started in 2021 and there's not going to be a name behind it? No. Even Nike understands the power of personal branding because right. they hire athletes and their personal brand and they pull them into the ecosystem. Oh, a lot of people like LeBron James. Okay, let's sign him and create a shoe for him. Right, so they're piggybacking off of all these other people's attention sure. to, to stay relevant. Plus, he is still building his own personal brand too. Correct. I mean, he wrote the Shoe Dog yeah. or whatever. I, I haven't read that uh, book, but Phil I've Knight. heard it's yeah, yeah, I've heard it's amazing. Yeah. Right? So, um, but again, I would start with uh, with with Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, right. It's kind of the least path of resistance because you can boost you know, uh, any, any posts, mm -hmm. right. You have to have a, a, be a business page. So even if it's your own personal name, yeah. you convert it to a business page because without that, you can't boost a post. In other words, there's a blue button that says boost and it asks you what you want to do with that post. Do you want to send people to a website? Do you want to send them to your profile or do you want to send them to your direct messages? And we always say, send them to our profile because we want them to check out the profile and then choose whether they want to follow us, right? right. So I call it kind of like paid organics to a certain extent. We're paying for the attention, but yeah. they organically choose whether or not they want to follow us for a long period of time, right? I do talk to a lot of guys that get stuck on on this. They're like, well, it's better if it's organic. Like, trust me. Like, I love that you call it paid organic because, yeah. like, trust me, you just want to get eyeballs on you. Yeah. And nowadays with all the algorithms and the shadow banning and all this weird stuff, right? Like you're just not visible so you need to become visible mm -hmm. um and well, the ad puts creates visibility right yeah, exactly that's what i'm saying yeah. like you, you, so buy the eyeballs right yeah. um be willing to suck <laughs> you know when you're getting overwhelming hate like dude this video sucked you know 80 percent. then okay cool just be willing to take that on the chin and and grow and but when get you're better. getting like 10 hate like oh, dude and other people are saying dude i love this video i took some nuggets away from this mm -hmm. or whatever right like Okay, then that means you're finding some some groove, some momentum. Like you're uh, you're, you're getting some more love than hate, and so you got to ignore the ten percent now yeah. and just keep doing what you're doing and, and what works. With uh, attention, you're going to get hate. You're going to get it. No matter what. You'll get yeah. it. I mean, anybody that has any attention. We just talked about LeBron James. Yeah. yeah, there's probably a lot of people that hate him. A lot of people like President of the United States. A lot of people like him. A lot of people hate him. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. When you have mass amounts of attention, you're going to have people that hate you. That's oh, just yeah, the truth. Definitely. And what Kel's saying here in terms of ignore the hate, as you're growing and building the following by boosting your posts and getting more attention, that's when the hate happens. But right. let's say, for instance, you have 100,000 followers or 200,000 followers and you stop boosting your posts and now you're going to want to monetize on that audience, so to speak, by creating different offers or whatever it is, right? Talking about what it is that you do and what you can offer them. Um at that point, you're not going to have as much hate because you now have 100,000 or 200,000 people that chose to click a button that says follow. Mm -hmm. That's why I say it's kind of organic. Yes, you pay for their attention, but they choose whether they follow the account or not. They organically make that decision themselves. You just pay for the attention to get it in front of a large amount of people. Right. Right. And then, again, 
I mean, so, don't ignore the hate when you're getting going. Like, be open to where you can improve. Yeah. But when it's like the right people are going to stick around, right? The bottom line is the right people are going to stick around. And you, as long as you're consistent, you're going to build loyalty in those people. You're always going to have that little bit of hate that you can't ignore. But in the beginning, when you're getting a lot of, you know, I wouldn't even want to call it hate, but at least criticism. I mean, yeah. don't ignore it. Like, be open to where you can improve. Yeah. Have enough humility to be like, okay, I could do better here. Um, and I know I could do better there. And, and actually execute on that. Like, yeah. practice, right? Yeah. Like, what you got to understand is this is practice in the beginning stages. Yes, absolutely. You know? And it's valuable. It's just like jumping on a stage. Like people are deathly afraid of it. But yeah. you know, be willing to suck and bomb. You'd get, be surprised how many times I've gone on stage and bombed. Still not good at it. But every time I get swarmed with people. Hey man, can I ask you some more questions about taxes, LLCs, yeah. S corps? Like, how can I connect with you guys? Like, yeah. you know. And before we even had our brand, you know, people didn't know anything about us. Just being willing to get in front of a bunch of eyeballs, Getting talk attention. about what your craft is, mm -hmm. what you're good at, what value you bring to this audience. People are going to come and want to connect with you because, you know, you were willing to get up there and do that. You became an authority on stage that Absolutely day. Absolutely. And even if you felt like you bombed, you know, people are probably going to be like, dude, I love what you said here and there. And I know I need this here. And you know, people are going to want to swarm you. It and, happens all the and, time. And at the same time, you know, mentally we could think that we bombed, but it's almost like looking at a, at a, a group photo. Your eyes immediately go to you yeah. and you're like, oh, my God, my eyes are squinty. Or this, that, that you over critique yeah. yourself, right? Well, I had and one. So, I had one lady come to me after a, a presentation in California. She said, "I actually love your talk. I learn from you." Yeah. And I was like, "Cool." She's like, "But you need to slow down. You talk too fast." I'm like, "Cool." I, I'm so open to that because yeah. I'm I'm new at I'm still new at it. Yeah. You know, this last year sucked with Corona. I on was purposely running through it fast, okay? Yeah. I was a little nervous up there. So <laughs> we'll slow it down yeah, over the you're course gonna of time. Survive. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I would tell myself we're gonna say, like, dude, I'm gonna live, okay? I yeah. am nervous. My yeah. heart's pounding out of my chest. I'm not gonna have a heart attack though, okay? But uh but man, I was really open to hiring a speaking coach last year before the coronavirus hit. I was like, man, who should I hire? Like I was hundred percent like, I'm gonna hire somebody. I probably still should have, but um, this year I will. Well, you're investing. This year I will because you're, you're investing in what you want to get better at. I know things are going to open up. I know there's going to be. We already have opportunities to go get on stage. I want to deliver a message where 90% of that audience is going to really hear the message, and I'm delivering in a way that brings value to them, yeah. which is going to bring value back to me. Because in a lot of cases, you have the the most beautiful thing in your mind. And then when you open Dude. your mouth, it just don't sound as beautiful oh my gosh, as what it man. felt like in the mind. Still to this the day. The words just don't come out the like they do second a video comes on. Yeah. When it's like action. Stage. Even when we record like ads or yeah. whatever, and it's like, oh, we know what we're going to say. Yeah. Then when the lights and the cameras and everything's on, it's like. You start talking and your tongue doesn't move right. I feel like I'm the you? king of that, dude. I'm yeah. always like, damn, Trevor delivered that so well. But every time I think of the greatest shit and then yeah. it just doesn't come out right. And like, mm. I still think that, you know, we suck there, a lot. Yeah, right? that, we got yeah. a lot of room to grow. Yeah, I mean, uh, on the podcast, <laughs> it's a little bit easier because, you know, we're security blankets to each other because I'm just talking to Kel, right? <clears throat> but when, uh, when we're not really talking to each other and we're talking at the camera and we got different <laughs> shit to say, it's like, then you, you really start getting jumbled a little bit. But look, we've got a lot better over the last two years just doing it, getting our reps yeah. in. That's really what it comes down to. You just got to get man. your reps. And so turn the camera on you, and, and it's very, very uncomfortable. We've asked people to record just testimonials about them working with us, and that is something – that's almost like stepping on stage for them. It's very scary to flip the camera and have them see themselves and try to talk. 
um, even just on a 30-second or 60-second testimonial, hey, I hired Easier Accounting, love what they're doing, they've been amazing for me, their mm-hmm. communication is great, you know, whatever it is. Um, I even reached out to one of our clients that uh, that we've absolutely crushed it with, and he credits a lot of his business's success to us. What's up, Rob? Uh, <laughs> you know, um, in terms of the support that we've given him yeah. through his startup phase over the last few years, and he just barely sold his business, and he's getting seven figures uh, for selling that business. And so we asked him to, to record he's a, a testimonial. He's an absolute stud. Yeah. You know, he's 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 taking control of his life, and he built something. Um, and uh, you know, and, and it took you know three years or so to build and in, in, in order to exit that company. But he was growing at a at a good rate that other competitors saw him growing at a good rate and knew mm-hmm. that he would take a large portion of the market share if they didn't hurry and buy him out while he was still growing, right? And so he put a little fear in the competition's eyes where they're like, we need to buy this guy out. We need to get rid of him as competition. (laughs) And that's ultimately what happened. But even just asking him to do that, it was something that was very uncomfortable to him. And he says, sorry, man, I'll get it to you next week. And he just kept kind of pushing it it off off, because it was kind of something that was new and different, which is ultimately scary when it's new and different. Here's the biggest thing, dude. Fear of criticism from others is one of the strongest fears mm. in our entire society, dude. Yeah, you go read, uh, you go read, Think and Grow Rich. You go read, How to Win Friends and Influence People. You go read, Outwitting the Devil. All those books say this is one of the strongest fears in Human trying to fears. grow a business. Yeah. Well, your personal brand is your business, yeah. but you got to understand something. Everybody has this at some level or not. So they're. Everybody's already afraid of what other, everyone else thinks of them anyway. So you just need to be willing to put yourself out there and, mm-hmm. and just take it on the chin with the sphere of criticism. The, the real question is, is do you care more about your financial future or more about a little bit of criticism? Right. Because you everybody's – they're already criticizing themselves, man. Yeah. Trust me. Like yeah. they're criticizing themselves more than what they're than they're going to criticize you. You do get up and bomb on stage or you do bomb on a video or yeah. whatever. They ain't thinking about it in the next day or even the next yeah. minute because yeah. they're already focused on their own criticism fear. Or criticizing right? fear the criticism. next person. Right, right, right exactly. It's always the people that give one-star reviews. Dude. You look at their past reviews, they're always one-stars. They're never people that actually give credit to somebody when they do a good job. They only critique when they feel like that they can improve, right? Yeah. Um, that's and, why you need to just be willing to suck for a while. Yeah, you yeah, that's do. true. Yeah, it's true. Because they're all gonna, they're not going to remember you, dude. <laughs> they're they're busy, you know, critiquing themselves. Our, our first probably six we're months of videos, were, uh, you know, we thought were pretty ba, bro, pretty badass. Yeah. But um, looking back at them now, they weren't. No, uh, you know, they 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 weren't up to the quality that we have now, and that's just a couple years of evolution, right? right. And now we have a personal brand, um, and now we're able to flex that personal brand and earn other business, right? We have people, even in masterminds, come up to us, oh my gosh, I, I, I love what you guys are doing. Love your guys' podcast. It's so real. It's so great. You know, we appreciate all that feedback. But then we're like, hey, what is it that you do again? Da, 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 da. And then we find out that they sell, you know, some sort of business opportunity. We're like, hey, why don't you refer your your, your clients over to us? If you're helping Absolutely. them get a business going, yeah. send them over to us and we'll do the accounting. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. Because they already know us and like us and trust us from the podcast. We're already grandfathered in. Yeah. We're the first choice automatically at that point. And even if we inject an idea or a thought towards that individual, it's going to be accepted 
at a greater percentage than if we were a nobody, so to speak, social media wise, and we had an idea. Then they'd be like, eh, let me, let me think about that. But if you've brought a lot of value and made a lot of solid points and, and you're a you forward are. thinker and they know that, they're like, maybe I should do that if these yeah. guys are recommending that. Like, hey, we can bring value to your clients and you end up being the hero because you were the referral. Right. You're helping them on the front and end and on the back money. end. Everyone, and everybody yeah. has the it's ability to win. win. Yeah. Uh, and it makes those doors easier to open based upon the fact that we have a personal brand. But Which um, is a great probably uh, thing to talk about is is your reputation now. I mean, mm. you're going to spend a lot of money yeah. building your personal brand. Yep. And you're going to waste a lot of money figuring it out. But then you're just going to keep doing that if you don't back up your shit. You yeah. know, like you have to have reputation. The reason we've built so much, some some great companies before we even had our personal brand is because, oh man, they always pay on time. Oh man, they always service mm, my clients well. That's oh true. dude, they always report on time. Like in our industry, when we were coming up in the in the pools that we're playing in business, like a lot of people were pretty inconsistent with payments and they couldn't pay and they're robbing Peter to pay Paul and they couldn't get their shit in order because they're living to the max or they're just not backing their shit up, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you guys take this journey of like, dude, I need to build my personal brand, they're right. That is the shortcut to building my network. You're never, you're still never going to succeed if you don't back your shit up. Yeah, you've, you've got to simultaneously build your reputation yeah, with your brand. Without a doubt, without a doubt, your personal brand is going to be dependent on how well you follow through with the things that you do, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because once people start doing business with you, they're going to find out whether you do good business or bad business, even if you give good advice. Right. So you actually, when you get to the point of personal branding as well as your company, right, like. We're branding easier accounting and real business owners at the exact same time, and they ultimately serve each other, right? Right. But at the end of the day, your awareness is going to be heightened in terms of customer experience because now you're like, well, I don't want my personal brand to get hurt. Like, this is coming. They know us, like us, and trust us. Like, I want to take really good care of that individual because they trusted us to do business with easier accounting, right? right? And so it's no longer just easier accounting's name on the line, which we take pride in and we want to make sure that that has a good name and a good reputation and mm -hmm. great reviews and all that. But at the same time, that also is a reflection of us. So now we have two different entities almost to worry about our personal brand and our company's brand, right? And so your awareness is heightened a little bit in terms of customer experience and yeah. making sure fulfillment is really, really good. Right. And it's going to force you to continue to make your company better and better and better, yeah. right? And that's all we do whenever we have meetings. It's like, hey, what can we add? What can we do here? What can, you know, we're trying to figure out ways to get better instead of just saying, okay, we're doing pretty well. Let's mm -hmm. just, let's just keep doing what we're doing and, and uh, just ride off into the sunset over the next, you know, five or 10 years or whatever it is. We take a lot of pride in just trying to get a little bit better each year, right. you know, whether it's adding a new CRM and spending money on a new CRM so that we can create better systems and processes that the, the system does for us so that we make sure that, again, we're honoring the customer and we're taking really yeah. good care of them so that we can honor our personal brand as well, yeah. right? Dude, we've so, made mistakes. People have slipped through the cracks. We've always take those learning experiences because we're like, dude, we want to get better, yeah. right? Nobody's um, perfect. Nobody, yeah. you know, I, I don't expect your business to be perfect or anything. There will be issues, but also how do you handle your issues? Yeah. Do you handle it at a level of excellence? Do you really go above and beyond and take care of an individual? Whether, right. If they're happy... 
That's amazing. Ask them for a testimonial or referrals or whatever it may be. But if they're not happy, you need to make sure that you address that head on and take some ownership and say, what could we have done better? And what what do you Absolutely. think is the best resolution? Don't tell them what the resolution, ask them what the best resolution would be. Right. You know, and then find some middle ground there or just refund the whole thing or whatever you've got to do because your personal brand and your company brand is far more important than a couple thousand bucks. Well, we've had to do right? it over the years quite yeah. a bit, man. Yeah. We've had to be like, damn, we, we did mess up there. And we've had to, off, like, hey, here's a full refund and we're still going to finish the service for yeah. you. Like, yeah. We feel so bad. Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're grateful for the learning opportunity. Let us help make it right. Yeah, in the you first know? five years. People are going to respect that. In the first five years, you're going to learn a lot. Yeah. You're going to figure out where the holes in your business are and, and where people fall through the cracks, and then you're going to create systems and processes that ultimately make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. That's pretty much the first three to five years of any business is figuring out a way to make Absolutely. sure that consistency is there for every individual that, that, that you bring on board. That's but Dude, that brings up a good question. So do you think that people should start building their personal brand immediately? Or do you think that they should actually really kind of dial in their system processes and can back some shit up first? Or do you think they should do it simultaneously with just that that heightened awareness of I think making that, sure that they're, yeah. uh, they're you know, they're uh, going to yeah. do whatever it takes? I think that they should do it simultaneously because, and the only reason why I state that is because it's going to take a year or two anyways to build a personal brand. Yeah. You're in the first six or twelve months, you're not gonna get a ton of customers building a personal brand. You just won't. It's, yeah. it takes time. It, but building a personal brand doesn't really take that much time because recording a video, you know, every single day or creating a quote or whatever it is, that shouldn't take more than a couple minutes of your time every day if you just turn the camera on yourself and deliver a message and post it mm -hmm. and then you boost it. Because yeah. then at that point the algorithm of Facebook and Instagram will put it in front of people's eyeballs and then they'll choose whether or not they want to follow you. So it's just a matter of posting and just staying on top of I it. Think so, too. so I don't I th think as long as you're honest too. Cuz like let's say I've been flipping homes. I'm in my first year doing it. Well, mm. everyone can flip homes and make money in a damn market like this, yeah. right? Uh, you know what I mean? So, like, like I think you got to be kind of honest in your journey. Like, hey, I'm new at this. I'm going to be documenting this. Like, I'm yeah, going to show you what I'm learning along yeah. the way. Yeah. But if you try and come out and build your personal brands, I'm an expert because I've made all this money flipping yeah. real estate in, yeah. like, the easiest market to flip real estate in. Versus a guy that's actually gone through some winter markets, some bear mm -hmm. markets, and survived. Like that guy's going to be able to bring a lot years. more value, yeah. right? But a lot of people might appreciate your brand if you're honest with with them on that journey, right? Just for an example, mm -hmm. you know, I'd rather go learn from like Cody, who's actually been building real estate through ups and down markets, versus a guy that's just starting out. You know, I'd rather learn from that guy. Yeah. You know, versus this guy, yeah. if he's trying to pretend he's something that he's really not. Yeah. Like he's not an expert. Yeah. But I might actually want to watch that guy if he's honest and be like, dude, I'm documenting my success yeah. and, and my, my failures, failures everything. And yeah. I'm, I'm pretty the new, struggle. but I'm winning right now and yeah. I'm, I'm going to be posting that's a good, stuff that, for you That's guys. a good point. Don't act like an authority when you're not yet an authority. Yeah. Right? You look like- You can like, still produce you, content, but You can be produce content, yeah. but don't try to be the authority on day one of producing content, especially while you're still trying to build a business and you don't really make a whole lot of money. Yeah. Then you then then you do look fake and you do look silly, right? We did build our businesses first and we were already making good money prior to building a personal brand. Right. Uh, but I wish we would have been doing it 
since 2010 or, yeah. or 12. Yeah, Could you imagine where we would be financially and business-wise yeah. if we would have been building that, that brand over the course of the last 10 years rather than the last two years? We, yeah, we you know, Steuben's, Steuben's done a great job of being consistent on social media. Yeah, and he's now, like 11, 12 years in. He's 11 to 12 years in, and now he spends zero dollars. He spends nothing on marketing, and his companies are growing rapidly. Right. Well, his cost upon, is in his team. It's not necessarily in, in his equipment. It's not in paid ads. He doesn't yeah, need to exactly. do paid ads anymore. He doesn't have to. Right. But again, let's say he was going after the immediate customer the entire time over the last 10 years, he'd still be spending money today to get the immediate customer. Right. Right. Rather than let's give good content, let's play the long game, let's ultimately just give value, right, mm-hmm. over the course of a long period of time, grow a, a large enough following to where now he's monetizing it in multiple different uh, areas, right? right? And people want to be in his ecosystem based upon the fact that they see uh, other people want to be in his ecosystem. So there's far more followers than there are leaders. And when people see that you have a large amount of people following you, it makes them want to follow as well because they're going to say, well, there's the social proof. Right. There, uh, This person's obviously delivering some value and 90,000 people think so. So if it's good enough for them, it's going to be good enough for me. I'll check them out and see what they're about. Now, when you're first building your personal brand, it's a little bit more difficult because if you only have 500 followers and you start boosting posts, you don't have the social proof. So it might be a little bit more expensive at first to get a follower because you're giving content and they're like, well, this person only has 500 followers. Who the hell does he think he is? We went through the exact same period, right? right. Of people talking shit when you're first building it, right? Um, but once you get 5,000 or 10,000 followers, you're starting to now get a little bit more social proof. So when you are spending money and boosting your your uh, posts and things like that and getting people to come over to your page to check you out, there's a little more social proof and they're more likely to follow you at that point. So as you grow a following, it, it can start getting cheaper right. to grow a following because the social proof is already there. People want to see what other people are doing and they're just followers. It's they true. just want to follow what everybody else is doing. And so just just be aware of that when you're going through that process. But I would suggest to allocate a budget. I don't know what – everybody's yeah. budget is going to be different. That would be one of the first steps, right, mm-hmm. And saying, let's take a look at this. I spend five grand a month in marketing. Maybe let's spend four in marketing and I'll spend a 1000 bucks a month on my personal brand. Or I'll do point. 50-50 so that I can still get some right now business, but I'm also building my long-term play out as well. Right. And if you're not focused on any personal branding and you're not boosting your posts and you're not putting out content, then you're basically not putting yourself in a position to be successful in the next three to five years in the whole social media market. Secondly, there's a new social media platform that's available called Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are talking shit on Clubhouse. There's only a million users in Clubhouse, and it's growing rapidly. Right. Right? You know. You have to have an iPhone to be on it. You have to have an iPhone. Right now. They're working on Android right now. I was in a room uh, with the the actual people that developed it. And they were talking about some of the things that they would like to do. Um, But right now, there's a lot of people that are very successful that you can't normally touch in direct messages or reach out to via email or text or get a phone call with. But these individuals are spending time on mm-hmm. Clubhouse answering questions, yep. right? People They call somebody up to the stage and there's you know a group of experts, 5, 10, all the way up to 50 experts in some rooms, but there's a thousand people in the room yeah. and somebody might sell on Amazon and have a question about Amazon. Out of the 10 experts that are on the panel, one might have e-com experience and that person answers the question, right? right? And so the expert that's 
uh, in the field of the individual that's asking the question usually responds to the question. And you're getting free coaching and mentoring. Not only that, when you're listening to other people's questions, you're, they're going to have questions that you wouldn't even have. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, wow, that's a great question. I, I can't wait to hear this answer. I'm on it, and I still hear some answers, and I'm like, damn, that was a good answer. Mm-hmm. Very impressive, yeah. right? And we've done some impressive shit, the and club, I still get impressed. That's by, the reason Clubhouse sucked me in. I was like, damn, dude, I, I love the different you know, perspectives, uh, perspectives and opinions. On success and, and, yeah. and business and you know all that. And so... I just think because it's new, people are standing back a little bit and saying, well, let's just see if this thing grows legs. Let's see if it's really going to be something. Let's just be real for a second. Voice communicating has been around since the dawn of human beings. Right. That was the first form of communication ever right. was voice, right? Yeah. We, we would talk to each other. And now these days we email each other, we text each other. You know, there's all these yeah. social media. We DM How each big other. Was the radio, you know, when it first came uh, out, you know, <laughs> dude, that not that, everybody was jumping in and putting ads out there yet. So you know, I honestly right think away. it's going to continue to grow because you're getting human to human contact and connection in real time rather than somebody posting a video and then you comment. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not real time and you're not really getting that human element where I'm talking to you or Kel's talking to you, right? right? We're just commenting back and forth and there's still a little bit of a barrier. But if you have a specific question, you're getting an answer immediately. You're not necessarily waiting, you know, for somebody to go back in their DMs and reply to you a day later or whatever it is. And so when you're talking about building a personal brand, you also have to talk about being at the forefront of new things. Mm-hmm. Let's say it doesn't go anywhere. What would it hurt to have a profile and spend a little bit of time over there? Especially when you get we've value already, from it. We've already pulled business out of Clubhouse, yeah. and it's very, very, very new, right? The, the guests that we're actually going to be interviewing tomorrow, today's Friday, tomorrow's Saturday. Um, this will come out, you know, whatever, on a Tuesday, but... We, f- we found him on Clubhouse. We reached out to him. We chatted with him and said, hey, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Right. And he's flying here to come be on the podcast, yeah. right? Um, and there's been some other conversations and connections that have been made in some of those rooms in Clubhouse that are ultimately going to serve us, yeah. right? So even if you don't grow a large following, there's still business that's being done on Clubhouse, and you're able to connect with some pretty high power players in some cases. There's a lot of jokers on there too that want to start rooms. But guess what? There's a lot of jokers on Instagram. There's a lot of jokers on right. Facebook. There's a lot of jokers. And there's on a lot of TikTok. people that have there's waited, a, wait, yeah. wish they wouldn't have waited so long to get in the game. Yeah. And uh, imagine well, if you were one of the first million people on Instagram. Right. You would probably have a million followers right now Easy. because you, you know, you would have been able to game it using all the hashtags and all this right. stuff when you used to be able to do hashtags and get a ton of followers from it. Mm-hmm. Now you can't really do it because that it's too noisy. Everybody's using hashtags and there's hundreds and millions, if not billions of people now using Instagram. Right. Right. So, but if you were one of the first million, you'd probably have a good personal brand right now. Um, And Clubhouse is a good way to build your Instagram, dude. I mean, the end of the day, you link your Instagram and your Twitter to it. You write a a nice little bio. Okay. But there's a lot of lurkers in Clubhouse too. They're just kind of hanging in the audience. Like actually raise your hand, come up on stage with those dudes that yeah. are that are giving their time because they're looking for something too. Otherwise they wouldn't be on the amp. Grant Cardone's on there on there because he's like promoting his, you know, undercover millionaire or his investing company or yeah. whatever, right? Undercover billionaire. Yeah. Um, and so at the end of the day, like I've seen a lot of people raise their hand, go up and talk, and specifically ask Grant a question. He can just click on your profile right there and click on your Instagram and see if you bring any value to it with 
to him and then he can say, dude, let's connect more. DM me. Mm-hmm. I want to be on your podcast. Yeah. Or I want to be on your show or I want to, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of people that you feel like are out of your reach that, that really aren't, that are actually on Clubhouse. They're looking for something too. So raise your hand, ask a great question, collab with them for a second. If they click on your Instagram, see you can bring them value. Like, Game over, dude. Now you can actually book something with him. Yeah. I literally heard Grant say, hey, dude, I'm going to DM you and actually tell you uh, how to get in touch with my, my assistant so we can book something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn, good for that person, dude. You know? But you can't do that if you don't raise your hand and go you're, up on the damn stage. And you're not going to do that on Instagram. You can send yeah. him a DM and say, hey, I'd like to connect with you. And, and it's just going and in the message just, request. It's go, yeah. It's just, it's just sitting there. Exactly. Right? You can comment on a post. It's just going to sit there. And so... You know, this isn't necessarily a podcast about highlighting Clubhouse, but this is a podcast about highlighting personal brands and how important it is. And if that can enhance your Instagram brand or your Mm -hmm. Facebook brand or your personal brand in general, then you should be dabbling in it. You should be doing something, right? We've got a couple friends. There's Tony Watley that's been on the podcast and Zach Babcock that's been on this podcast. They're booking huge guests right now. They're getting a lot of guests. guests. And, uh, you know, they've... Well, guess with just more attention, right? Right. Um, But these individuals have been on it religiously for like the last three or four weeks. They already have twelve or thirteen thousand followers on Clubhouse now. So if they create a room and they go live in the room for Q and A or whatever it is, or even to talk about their business, they have a large audience to communicate with, and Mm. they're growing their personal brands through Clubhouse because they're spending a lot of time on there. With anything that you're investing in, you got to spend time or money. Clubhouse yeah. right now is just specific time. You, it's uh, specifically, excuse me, just your time. Right. Um, there's no way to boost anything or, or pay to grow followers or anything like that, right? On Instagram and Facebook, you can pay to grow your following mm-hmm. and not necessarily have to spend the time. But you should be kind of doing a little bit of both. If you're paying money over here, your time is money, right? Yeah. And so if you're investing your time over here on Clubhouse, you can get some attention and your profile is at the bottom. They click on it. We've watched our followers go up anytime that we answer questions. You'll get 10 new followers or 15 new followers just based upon that Clubhouse app. Right. And so the reason why we're talking about it is because when you're building a personal brand, you also have to be looking at any new social media platforms or apps that are coming out that may end up being one of the premier apps in one year, two years, three years, but you want to be one of the pioneers of that app, right? Or utilizing that to your advantage in the early stages so that you're kind of getting ahead of the game, right? right? If somebody downloads it in three years, you know, they're already behind and it's going to take a lot longer to grow a 20,000 following for that individual than it would for you right now getting into Clubhouse and utilizing it to your advantage and becoming an authority in Clubhouse, right? I think it's smart, man. And and, uh, I I love the whole concept of Clubhouse because you have to raise your damn hand to grow. Mm -hmm. And and it's like that a lot in life, Mm -hmm. you know? You got to raise your damn hand. And speak up. You got to share your damn story. Yep. Like Zach Babcock, bro, he doesn't have that big of an Instagram following. I think he's 10 or 11,000 followers, and he's done it all organically, nothing paid. So that's badass, right? Especially with how competitive Instagram is. His his clubhouse. He paid. Somebody told me. Uh, He paid, uh, and somebody said, he, he said that he got... Somebody gave him a bunch of bunk followers, and so he tried to get rid of them. And then he started doing what we were ta- telling him to do, uh-huh. and he's been able to grow it because he he, he had like just recently t- he had like nine or ten thousand followers, but he paid somebody for, for, to do something, and his engagement went way down, and it almost destroyed his Instagram. Mm-hmm. But he tried to hurry and get rid of a bunch of these whatever fake bot yeah, followers or whatever. There. You know, you, I wouldn't necessarily pay an individual to grow your grow your Instagram. Just to be quite honest with you. 
I would boost the posts yourself yeah, right, right, to right. grow your Instagram. Well, so there is a, a definite way to do it. But he did exactly well, his, what uh, we're talking about right now mm-hmm. in terms of boosting, and his 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 following has now started to grow again. Well, his, his clubhouse following is bigger than his Instagram following. In three weeks. Yeah. And the reason is because he is, like, getting well-known in there. His story is very compelling. Bigger influencers saying, dude, Bro. I want to. Sh- I want you on my show. I Bro. love your story. And 100%. then every people, every other people are like, dude, I want to follow you. So the whole concept of Clubhouse is so powerful because you're having to raise your damn hand and share your story to get anywhere. And that's really how it is in life, man. Like when you're in the crowd, you need to raise your damn hand to get known. You need to share your story with yeah. people. And I, it's very powerful. I, I was in a room with Zach, and he just he had told his story, and the room was like 900 people or whatever. Yeah. And there was another guy on the panel that was like a film producer or this or that or whatever. And he, he goes, hey, Zach, I, I, I want to connect with you. I love your story, and yeah. I want to do whatever I can to help you. You have to speak up to and open doors, that, And so some big, big player heard his story mm-hmm. and says, I, I want to connect with you. I want to figure out a way to get your story out there a yeah. little bit more, and who knows what, what could happen from that. I'll put money on it right now that Tony and Zach, they're going to grow their personal brands and be very, very big at building their personal brand off of the back of Clubhouse. Right. I, I will guarantee that. Yeah. Over the next two or three years, you know, they've done a, a, a good job of already doing that a little right. bit and because they understand the value of it. Right. But I think that they found the platform that's going to blow it out of the water for them. Right. We will as well, dude. I think you know? we should start our own real business owners room and club and yeah. get it approved. Yeah, and I think so, so we can too. drop some we can drop some time can, in there every day. Then we can connect with everybody that we're talking to right, right. now that's hearing us talk about Clubhouse and we can connect with them and that's gonna help us build yeah. our personal brand as well. We pull you guys up on stage, you can ask us questions in real time. Yeah, it brings and you we value. can help you. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Everybody has the ability to win. Why, right? And why not three to five days a week just you know get in there and do it, right? Yeah. Spend a little time doing yeah. it, structure it out into our schedules. But at the end of the day, man, like, um, well, actually, I didn't know. I didn't know that uh, you could actually create, like, your own ongoing, like, room, like your own club, right? I didn't know that until just recently. Yeah. So we probably yeah, ought to go. It's a, yeah, they, it's join the club or whatever, down. right? Yeah. Um, like last night, I was talking to Dwight Gooden, mm-hmm. a Hall of Fame uh, pitcher in Major League Baseball, right. right? He's won multiple World Series, right? I think he won one with the Mets and two with the Yankees. Yeah. But, you know, I was up on stage with him and was able to ask him a question. Like, dude, you've been around a lot of a lot of high-powered athletes, and they're yeah. all great at what they do in terms of being able to play baseball or else they would never make it to the major leagues. But what's really the separator from the average baseball player and the greats? Mm-hmm. Because they're all everybody's good when you get to that level. But what is the thing that makes? How do you go from good to great? Yeah. What's 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 the denominator? And to be able to hear him talk about, you know, what 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 the separator was uh, between good and great in the major leagues. Uh, to hear him talk about him pitching a no hitter before when his dad was in the hospital dying, but he he had been, played baseball with his dad since he was seven years old. Yeah. And he felt like. His dad would want him to be out there playing the game, right? You know, and uh, he ended up pitching a no hitter that 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 time, which yeah. is a big deal in baseball, right? right? And so to hear this guy's story, some of the struggles that he had to go through, to hear some of the things that the the the, the greats do to separate themselves from just being a good or average player in in the pros. I mean, you can't get that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I can't get that anywhere else. I can't be talking to a Hall of Fame baseball player besides on Clubhouse. Right. 
you know, and having a real conversation in the yeah. moment. And people right? are actually coming there to do that. It's not like you're trying to just do a Zoom room. Yeah. You know, you're like yeah. sending a bunch of emails yeah. out or calling people, yeah. hey, get in my Zoom room at yeah. this time. Like Zoom's powerful. It's yeah. cool. Put together yeah. those virtual, you know, groups. But, uh, but dude, like, or there's already so many people popping up on Clubhouse just looking for the right room to, to like get in. And so... You know, get in, get in the mix. <laughs> Again, if, if you're trying to build a personal brand, get get in on anything that you can on the ground yeah. floor and see if you can become an authority on that app, yeah. you know, over the course of the next two to three years, right? Because maybe that's the app that'll blow up over the next five years because people are getting sick of Instagram and Facebook, the facts checking, the this, the that, the bias stuff, whatever, right? Right. And so they're looking for other mediums to get their voice out there and to share what the knowledge that they have yeah. or individuals seeking a platform where they can just receive knowledge yeah, without having questions. to without having a freaking deal with commenting and liking posts and scrolling through this. They just get to be on there with their phone open listening to conversations. Yeah. It's like a podcast in real time. It is, you man. know, and then you get to jump in on the podcast. It's like so little to speak. mini mastermind. It is. It is without a doubt like yeah. a mastermind. Right. You know, a virtual mastermind. And uh, you can just pop in there and be like, man, like I'm just starting. What would you, you know, advise me to do? What's one of the uh or once one of the most uncommon things that you could share that really helps propel you in building your brand or, yeah. you know, you ask some of these guys and gals, these questions, like they're going to be like, damn, what yeah. platform should I focus on? Yeah. In and you're going to get nuggets out of it. Yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. So, Good, you know, up, ma- yeah. let's make sure that uh, this is a year where we focus on us and we focus on building the personal brand. We focus on, Building a personal brand by giving other people value, Mm -hmm. enhancing their life, making their life better. That's how you build a strong personal brand. Whether it's, you know, again, the entertain, educate, or motivate. Those are the three ways that you're going to build a personal brand. Either you're an entertainer, you're funny, you make people smile or laugh or cringe, you know, or whatever, but it's still entertaining. Um, Or you're educating them on something that maybe they weren't aware of, right? Right. Um, or you're motivating them. But mm-hmm. if you can do all three, I think real business owners, we deal, you know, the motivation thing is there. We educate people, you know, entertainment. I mean, we don't sit up here and tell jokes or anything, but I think sometimes we're funny. Sometimes funny I stuff think, comes yeah, out. No, yeah, sometimes. Absolutely. But um, so we kind of hit on the entertain thing yeah, a little bit. Y- but you want to try to get the trifecta going, but like, look at like Jordan Peterson. Yeah. He's really not that entertaining. But he's, he's so smart. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah, he's and, and an he's educator. So, yeah, he's such an educator. He's built a massive personal brand. Like maybe people don't know who he is, but he's he's Jordan really Peterson, good. if you don't know who he is, yeah, you like should he, know who he like is. Like I learn from him, even if he Without talks a doubt. above my vocab level. Like I'm like, damn, this guy's good, right? But he's not entertaining and he's not like you know, he's very methodical and very mm-hmm. well thought yeah. out. So he's a little drier. He's like a professor, yeah. but so even if you're really good at just one aspect, yeah, like you're gonna be able to do something. Really, really good at the one aspect of educating people yeah. on how the mind works and how things should work, right? right? Um, and he's done a great job at that. So again, when you're building personal brands, make sure that you're focused on the end consumer, the individual consuming. I think when people build personal brands, they're focusing on. I want to grow my business, grow yeah. my business. And you, yeah, you're trying me, to me, take me. from the audience rather than give to the audience. Mm-hmm. Give them value. Right. Make sure that they want to keep coming back and seeing your face. Make sure that they look forward to your posts. Mm-hmm. Not like, okay, great, here's another post from Kelly's going to offer easier accounting services. You know, again, <laughs> like that won't feel good because it just feels like an ad every single time. You mm-hmm. can't do that. 
You have to be genuine about the information that you're giving. Be authentic, like Kel said. If you're new, hey, I'm new to this. I'm documenting my journey, right? right. Be real. Talk about your problems or your issues or your successes. Yeah, that's These a are great ways, place to get started. That's a great place to get started. But make sure that your focus is on the end user, not necessarily you. You will eventually be taken care of. It's the law of reciprocity. Uh, is that right? Did I say that right? Um, by giving so much, it eventually you'll receive, right? right? And that's right. that's kind of the law of reciprocity. Reciprocity. Reciprocity, right. right. Again, we talked about big words, things going over our head. Yeah, we just like, learned that one. Yeah. Hey, we talked about being <laughs> honest here. We're, 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 we're not the brightest bulbs. We've told you guys that like a million times already. But, you know, if we can do it, so can you. So there's the hope in the message of go. today. So go. build your personal brand, and in three to five years, You'll thank us, you yeah. know, maybe send yeah, us a Christmas card or something. Be consistent. Be willing to suck. Yeah. You know, just, you'll get better. You'll just get keep better. Keep going. You'll get better. We're, we just still got a long way to go to. We're, oh, yeah. we're just doing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, uh, it's it's always about just getting a little bit better every single day. And, and then, you know, over the course of time, like Stuman, I mean, he's way better now than he was 10 years ago, right? Yeah. His messages are a lot more concise and clear and mm-hmm. to the point and very impactful yeah. uh, versus maybe being all over the place, jumping around like a sales guy 10 years ago, which is kind of what his mindset was. Now his mindset's about giving great content and serving people because he knows that if he does that, it'll come full circle. So um, just kind of keep that top of mind when you guys start trying to build your personal brand. And it doesn't necessarily have to be under your personal name if you don't want it to be under your personal name. Clever Investor, create a Clever Investor. It's it's one guy. It's Cody Sperbert, right? It's just one guy, right? Right. Uh, Billy Jean is marketing. That's Billy Jean. Real business owners. Real business owners, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not doing it under Trevor Cowley. He's not doing it under Cal Goodman. We're going to kind of focus on that maybe just a little bit. And, but, uh, you know, real business owners is obviously the authority and the brand that, that we really care about in terms of, you know, making sure that uh, we're bringing value to those those individuals that are giving us their uh, time. Time, right. is, time is precious, right? And so we appreciate you guys, you know, sharing the day with us and um, giving us your time and, and letting, letting us bend your ear a little bit. But uh, the information is only good when it's applied. So, you know, start thinking about that. If mm-hmm. you can cl- come up with an alter ego or a clever name like a clever investor or whatever, then you can run with that. Make it cool. Make it fun. Yeah. Make it entertaining, whatever, yeah. you, motivating, um, educating, right? Um, and, and, and you'll do fine over the next, you know, two, three, four years. You'll be glad that you spent the time, the sweat equity, and the money to build a personal yeah. brand because then at that point, you know, you can continue to onboard people and, and, you and have, have new do, clients without spending money. You don't have to do it at a money. huge national scale either, yeah. dude. Like, my wife follows some chick that just organizes closets, but she documents it and puts it out. And, like, yeah. she does all this, you know, stuff, and she's entertaining. And, like, my wife's like, oh, I want to hire her to come do all of our organizing. You know what I mean? But, like, dude, she's got, like, five or 10,000 followers in Utah. Yeah. But my wife's like, I want to choose her, right? Yeah. So, like, you, no matter what you guys are brand. doing, yeah. you might just be, like, I said, not just, but you might have some very tight niche where four, five, 10,000 followers is, like, plenty. super valuable Especially to you. if you're a one-man band and, and you're the only person doing it. Yeah. That's plenty of, a, plenty of an audience to utilize 
Um, and again, my guess is that she's probably not on there like, hey, hire me to do this. Hire me to no. do this. Hire me to do this. No, she's, she's just showing. She's actually giving the playbook. Like in yeah. pantries, here's yeah. what I do. And but when people I get don't want to do layouts it. like this, this is how I do this. And this yeah. is how I solve that problem. And people are like, I just want to freaking hire you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. We've got, we've given tax tips before and people don't want to implement them th- themselves. Yeah. They want to work with somebody that knows yeah. how to do it. They'd rather pay. They're yeah, like, okay, you well, you sounded like you knew yeah. what you were talking about. You, you know, I like that. I want to hire you to do that, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. so, really, that's what it comes down yeah. to. So, I know we're wrapping up. I just wanted to throw yeah, that out. No, I like that because like, it, it, it can it, be it, very powerful, even on a small scale, yeah. very tight niche. Maybe yeah. you're a freaking mechanic in your town. You can yeah. still build a massive personal brand in your town. You can be the mechanic right. in your town and 100%. separate yourself by saying, "Hey, here's how you do an oil change. Here's how you change a tire. Here's how you change mm-hmm. your brakes. Here's how you do this. Oh, it's squeaky." Spray this stuff right here, yeah. the starter fluid on this. If it's not turning on, there's many things yeah. a mechanic can do mm-hmm. to really put themselves out there for sure because there's always problems with cars and there's so many different ones. Tutorials would be a huge, huge deal. But I know I would go to that individual because I don't, even though they tell me and give me the playbook, I don't want to do it myself. Right. But I like the fact that he's willing to do it. Boom, you got my business. So right. you guys think about that. Chew on that for a little bit. Uh, don't chew on it uh, too long. Make sure that uh, you actually, you know, put a little pep in your step and, and uh, implement. implement it. So mm-hmm. wish you guys nothing but the best. Continue kicking ass and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>